Oh, friend, if you have a dream to go full-time with your passion, this episode is for you. I am chatting with my student, Kate Buckles, who is a multiple six-figure photography studio owner and just recently was able to basically retire her husband from his corporate career to start working for her. This is a long episode, but it is a great one. Let's get into it. Welcome to the From Better Half to Boss podcast. I'm Tavia Redburn, and on this show, I share how I retired my husband from his nine to five with my birth photography business, all while homeschooling my three kids. If you have a passion, there is a reason. It's because you were made to follow that passion. It's your time to go from better half to boss. Hey y'all, I'm Tavia Redburn. Thank you for joining me for this episode of From Better Half to Boss. It is a good one. I cannot wait to get into this episode. But first, I wanna make sure that you know about our upcoming training, the Baby and Birth Photographers Marketing System. How to hit 10K months with your photography business is coming up soon. On September 20th is our first training. Head over to getbirthphotographyclients.com to sign up for free. We're doing all kinds of giveaways and contests and fun stuff in addition to the training, bonus trainings. So if this episode inspires you, make sure to head over to getbirthphotographyclients.com to join us for that free training. This episode is a good one and it is a long one. So grab a notepad and let's get into it. Okay, Kate, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I am super excited to chat with you today. Can you please just give us an introduction of like who you are, what you do, all that good stuff? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, so I'm Kate Buckles. I am a photographer. I specialize in kind of anything family. So newborn, family, children's. I do birth as well. I'm a doula as well. Yeah, anything family, like you name it. Um, I do weddings for people who beg me and that are good friends and that's it. (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome and where are you located i'm in albuquerque new mexico awesome so you're just like a hop skip and a jump away from me in oklahoma city yeah i don't think we're maybe like six to ten hours apart yeah not too far that's awesome yeah Yeah. so let's go back to starting out in photography like how did you start out in photography and what was that journey like gosh Um, like the long of the short story is that I've always loved photography. I have like pictures of me and my cousins of like 10 years old, um, like putting up pretend photo backgrounds, like in our bedrooms and like taking pictures on like a little, (laughs) you know, I don't even know what camera, um, and in high school, um, I did an internship with a really well-known photographer in our area and almost went to school, um, and got a fine arts photography degree. Um, and I actually didn't, which I'm super thankful I didn't do that, actually. Wait, um, you're super thankful you didn't do that. <laughs> so I'm just clarifying what you just said. <laughs> I know. Bizarre, right? <laughs> I think so. I ended up with uh, a business undergrad and master's. Um, and I think that those have served me so much better. Um, there's so much to know about photography and learn, but so much of it is an art and so much of it is like I learn by shooting a lot. I learn by watching great YouTube classes and signing up for trainings. But the business side, I I feel like that's a huge side that most photographers are missing. 
um, because they know how to be creative, yeah. they know how to take good pictures, and they have no idea to charge what they're worth. They have no idea how to do their books, pay their taxes, all that not fun stuff. <laughs> um, so that's really funny to say that, but I'm really glad I didn't get um, that because I think I was better prepared to own my own business. I actually like had a whole corporate career. Um, I was in HR and leadership development. I worked at a university. I worked for a huge, like 120,000 company, like across the world. Um, and I did leadership development for them. And then I had babies <laughs> and my whole world changed. Um, and my husband and I had really said that we, we wanted our kids to be a priority. We didn't want to do the daycare thing. It was really important to us that we could be there. Um, and raise them ourselves. And, um, at the time I was like, just actually my mom's assistant who was in real estate. Um, so I stayed home and did that for a while from home and eventually had a second baby and that wasn't feasible anymore. So I kind of became a stay at home mom. Um, I don't want to say by default, but kind of just like all of a sudden I was a stay at home mom. Um, and to be honest, I really struggled. Um, I went from having a really purposeful career where, to be honest, I got a lot of accolades. I got a lot of recognition. Um, I was really young to be in the position I was in. Like I wrote like a 300 page leadership manual that as far as I know is still being used like globally in this company. And then I was a stay at home mom. <laughs> and that was a hard transition for me. Yeah. Um, so at the same time, this whole like, I love photography. I've always loved photography. I've had a good DSLR camera for, you know, forever. Um, and now I have kids, so I'm taking a lot of pictures of them, um, which I feel like that's where a lot of photographers start. Like I love taking pictures of my kids. And so here I go. Um, yeah. But honestly. So what year are we at right now? So this was like 2000, like 15, like end of 2015. So not that many okay. years ago. Um, cause I think I've like been mm -hmm. officially a business for six years now. So I honestly, if I'm really honest, this business was a mistake or <laughs> not a mistake. It was like a, whoa, that happened. <laughs> um, I had a friend who was giving birth. Um, after my own births, I had just like this passion for birth and, didn't know what, how that fit in with my life. Like I kept on thinking like, man, if I do overs, I'd go back and be a midwife or I'd go back and, but it was like, this doesn't, this doesn't fit in this time and space in my life. Like what, what is this passion? What am I supposed to do with this? Um, so I had an acquaintance friend who was having a baby at the birth, same birth center that I had my babies. And we just were chatting one day, like we weren't even that close. And I was like, you know, who's going to be there with you? What's she was, you know, going to have her baby in maybe a couple months. She's like, Oh, it's just me, my husband and I are really want a birth photographer, but honestly, we just can't afford one right now. But that's something I'd really, and I was like, well, I'm not good. Um, but I'd be honored to be there. Like I'll take pictures. I've been doing it kind of amateurly for the last 10, 15 years anyways. And, um, so I was at her birth and I took her birth photos <laughs> and it was like the heavens open. And I was like, oh, this is my purpose. Um, and it was literally, so I think her birth was like in October, 2015, I think. And by like February, I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to become a, I'm going to like actually start my own business. And, um, like, you know, like started a Facebook page and a website and all that good stuff. And 
Um, I focused mainly on births that first year. I think I did like 10 births that first year, which was crazy. I'm not really sure how I did 10 births in the first year. Um, and then I like kind of slowly made a transition to, I do far less births at the moment just because, um, I have little kids, um, and do like just the family, the babies, um, has become kind of the passion. So there's the long answer to where I've been and where, yeah. (laughs) That is so awesome. I love that story. So you kind of stumbled into photography by mistake and then it was like, oh wow, I actually really like this and I'm good at it and people are hiring me for it. So you shot 10 births. That's really interesting because I know that you're always like, oh, I'm not really specializing in birth anymore, but you did start out. It sounds like really specializing in birth and then we're able to expand your niche, which is like something I love talking about because I think that people think if I specialize in something, whether it's birth or newborn or wedding or whatever, that they have to only shoot that. And that's like forever. And that's just not the case. Like, I think that by niching down and specializing in something, it helps you stand out when you're new. And then as you learn like, oh, I like this, I like that, I want to expand, I want to grow, you have the room to do that because you've you've established yourself in the community. And so it sounds like that's exactly what you did. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. In kind of an unintentional way. <laughs> yeah. No, that's great. It was totally unintentional for me too. Like whenever I was like, oh, I just love birth. I just want to shoot like all the births. And then it was like, oh, that actually really worked out for, in my favor to you know, be known for that and to specialize in that. Um, yeah. that's so cool. Okay. So once you started to really get things going, you're like, okay, I'm going to like make this a thing. Like I want to actually start making money with photography for real. Did you have any goals for your business? Like, were you like, Oh, maybe someday I can make this much money or do this or that. Yeah. It's funny. I was like, of course, just thinking about that this morning and, um, like the first goal I can remember having, um, and this is just, it blows my mind now to think about it. Um, but my goal is to make a hundred dollars extra a month so that that could be our fun money as a family. <laughs> Cause my I husband's salary covered everything and it's a hundred dollars a month. And I remember setting that goal and I had a conversation with a friend who she was kind of starting a business at the same time in a totally different industry, but we were kind of on this road together a little bit. And I remember telling her, and I remember being so scared to tell her that my goal was to make a hundred dollars extra a month. And like, I remember, I think the first year in business, um, you know, I think I made like 10 to (laughs) $15,000. And I remember being like, Oh my gosh, like just little old me with three kids, or like two kids at the time. Um, like, wow, that's like pretty cool. Your goal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it just started opening doors for our family because, you know, like honestly, my income for years and years is just the fun money. Like, and the money that like we send our kids to a private school and things like that that allowed us to do things that otherwise would have felt impossible or really hard to do. Um, yeah. So, yeah. so it started really small. Let's fast forward a little bit to where you are today and then kind of backtrack a little bit. So we know that you specialized in birth. Your goal was a hundred dollars a month. You like 10 X to that goal with no problem whatsoever. So what year was that? Like 2016? 
Yeah, probably 2016, 2017. Okay. Because I think it was right kind of at the end of that that I joined your your thing. I, and I think, I wish I should have looked up the actual dates. I think that maybe I joined you guys in like, I want to say 2018. Or yeah, like it was early on. That sounds right. I think it was probably maybe late 2018. So that's when you were like, okay, I'm going to be serious about this. And I'm going to like actually try to make this, like try to make real money with it. Yeah. And then, okay, so let's, let's fast forward to today and then kind of backtrack a little bit. So where are you in your business today? So I have grown more than I can even fathom. Like I still pinch myself most days. So in a typical, like most years I'm doing between like 500 and 600 sessions. Um, so like in a typical month, I'm like between 45 and 50 sessions a month. Um, most of those end up being like full sessions. Um, some like fall time, I do some minis in the spring. I do some minis. So there are some minis thrown in there for the, but for the most part, it's full real sessions, not just minis. And I'm at like, I think like I'll probably be about $200,000 a year. Um, this wow. year. That, <laughs> I know. Right. It's crazy to even like say those. Numbers. Yeah. <laughs> For somebody yeah. who like wanted to make a hundred dollars a month, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? To like getting to where you yeah. are now. Um, yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. And so, and your husband is a stay at home dad now. Yeah. He works with me full time. Um, so he, okay, does, he works for you. Yes. Yeah. We work together. Yeah. Very much. He does like, well, and he always has, if I like can be honest, like he has worked and been my biggest champion and support from day one. Um, he believed in me more than I believed in me back in the day of a hundred dollars a month. But he's like, I joke that I'm like, if anything about my website looks good, if anything about my, <laughs> that's my husband. My husband is amazing. Like he's, he's taken classes on SEO. He's done all this stuff to like, um, so he very much works with me. He his joke right now is my goal is that the only thing you do is edit and shoot sessions. That's it. I do everything else. Um, so I do a lot more than just that, but he does a lot of the behind the scenes. Um, so yeah, and how long has he been doing that? Yeah, he's been doing all of that basically since day one. Um, we're, I mean, I would say we're very much a strong team in this whole crazy business. Um, but officially, like home with me, it's been like a month and a half now <laughs> a month and a week <laughs> not very long oh, oh, yeah who's counting so yeah right? what is, how does it feel like what is life like now that you've achieved this gosh you know um it's interesting I was just listening to um a podcast by Ellie Kazaza yesterday and she had this quote and I, I I'm gonna slaughter it a little bit but she said something like money doesn't change you. You're the, basically you're the same person you were before. It just amplifies who you were before. Um, and I thought that was like a really, like it can be a really negative thing and it can be a really positive thing. And so I think that, um, in a lot of ways, like it has allowed us freedom. It has allowed us so much. I mean, we've, the amount of debt we've been able to pay off the amount of like financial freedom has been amazing. Um, even like bought a new house last year that was would never have been possible. Um, but I think honestly, the biggest part for us 
it has nothing to do with like a dollar number and has more to do with that we get to live the intentional life that we wanted to, that we get to send our kids to a school that we believe in wholehearted, that we know it's just as much about what they're teaching them as what they're not teaching them, <laughs> um, that we get to um, be home. You know, like even today, I'm like, okay, babe, I have an interview and he's upstairs doing school with the kids. Like, um, and for me to know that my kids get just as much influence from dad as they do from mom, like I couldn't love that more. I'm so thankful. It's such a God thing that we get to parents together and it's not just mom and sometimes honestly crazy mom because I'm running a full-time business and a mom. Um, but that I feel like we have more bandwidth for things. Um, and we have more like we were in Phoenix this last weekend visiting my sister and we're going to the cabin for six days this next weekend. Like things that we could never have done before that we get to do and make memories with our kids. And to me, at the end of the day, I love my business. I love taking pictures. I adore my clients. But at the end of the day, my kids and my family are number one. And all of this is to support that and to... Um, and that's part of why, like, to me, the business side is so, so, so important because if I don't have my ducks in a row, if I'm working for too little or, um, not working smart or things like that, I'm wasting time. And honestly, if I'm just wasting time, I would rather move into a thousand square foot house and spend more time with my kids <laughs> because they're, you know, they're only little ones. And I really, I want my number one investment to be them. Um, so to me, this whole thing, this is just like the beautiful support that allows us to live the life we want to live. We talk about the money and the bookings and all of that, but really what that leads to is the life that we want to create for ourselves. So whatever that looks like for us individually, yeah. you know what I mean? Like whether that's more family time or whether that's retiring yourself from a job you don't like or a spouse from a job that they don't like, or, you know, just whatever your family goals are. That's what those bookings and money bring. And so when we talk about things like, oh, hitting 10K months and fully booked and all of that, it's not just so that you can like say that you're fully booked or say that you have 10K months. It's like, what does that actually mean for you and your family and like the life that you want to create? Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. I'm glad that you pointed that out because I, I'm such like a, um, robot sometimes like my uh, <laughs> enneagram, not my enneagram but my uh myers-briggs is intj which they literally say yeah. is like a robot so my mind <laughs> like naturally goes to like facts and statistics and like what do we need to know what do we need to do okay versus like the feelings you know what i mean and really sitting back and going like this is why we're doing all of this and this is why we're working so hard towards these things yeah yeah and i think that on the day is that because not every client is happy not every day is easy. Not right. every day. You know, there are days when I'm like stressed out of my mind and I'm like, I have a million and 20 things to do, but it's, that's what keeps me like going. And that's what, because I, it's not like for me, I am, if you look at my Myers-Briggs, like money motivation is actually pretty low for me. Like I'm pretty much like as low as you can get, but if we're talking quality time and we're talking family and we're talking values, those are like way up here. And so when the days when I'm like, oh, like, that's really, that's a really frustrating email or that's a, it's, I look at my kids and go, but this is why I'm doing it. This is why I look at my house and go, wow, God, thanks. Like that's my motivation, you know, but most mm -hmm. days I do really love it, which is like, isn't that like, <laughs> like as a dream to love your job, make good money. Yeah, I know it really, I really honestly have to pinch myself. 
is so fun. Yeah, that's <laughs> incredible. So did you ever think that this wouldn't be a reality? Like, did you ever have this dream of like, maybe someday I can do this, but it feels like impossible. I can't actually do that. Like people don't really do that. Because everybody thinks photography is such a hobby kind of side hustle thing. Oh, yeah. And so many oh, businesses yeah. operate that way. And so whenever yeah. somebody comes in and says like, no, you can really make real money doing this. You can make a full-time income. You know, it's hard for people to believe. So did you ever think like it wasn't really possible? I, yeah, I do. I think that, I think that probably around the time that I joined the marketing course, I was kind of going, okay, things are going well. I'm like getting traction, but like, I don't, I, yeah, I don't think I ever thought I know not in my wildest dreams. Did I ever think that honestly my husband would be able to leave his job that we'd be able to do this? Um, yeah. Yeah. So what, so what changed, (laughs) like what, what changed from like, I don't think I can actually do this to we're going to do this. Yeah. So there was like a few key things that I can look back on. Um, I think, um, so back when I joined the course, I think it was like, or I, cause my husband was laid off. I think it was like March of 2018. Cause it was like early in that year. I know it was in the spring for sure. Um, and, um, I remember like, we were kind of flirting with this idea of like, wow, I could maybe gain some traction and, um, and like really start making some real money. Um, I was pregnant at the time and had a really, um, I don't do pregnant. I'm not the glowing pregnant girl. (laughs) Um, I have really hard, really hard pregnancies. And, um, I remember like having this, like, okay, I know how to do business. I have degrees in it. I like, I have, I like literally have a master's in business. Um, like I know this is possible. I know people can do it. And I remember like, I'm maybe this still happens. I don't feel like I see it as much, but, um, like just being bombarded with like, do this free training, do this free training, do this. And it's always like the, you know, the hour and then sign up for the course kind of thing. Um, and I actually have no idea how I got connected with you. I don't know if it was a Facebook ad or, I'm not sure. Um, but I found your course and I remember like at the time thinking, I think that birth photography, cause I was doing it all at that point, thinking birth photography is where like that at the point, like was my highest dollar amount. So like, mm-hmm. that's where I can like really make a lot of money, um, and really do that. So, um, I signed up for your course. Um, and like a few of the coaching calls and I remember, and I don't remember if it was early on, but you had talked about atomic habits. Um, and I actually just read it again, reread it this year. Um, but that the idea of atomic habits is you improve 1% like every day. Mm -hmm. It's just 1%. It's nothing huge. I'm not like, like making a 10 page long list and trying to accomplish that in a week. I'm just doing a little tweak here and a little tweak there. And he has an analogy in that book of, um, the, I think it was the British race team that they had just like totally stunk the biking, the cycling team, sorry. They totally stunk for like years and years and years and years. And they were actually so bad that the really famous bike company in 
um, in the UK wouldn't work with them because they were so embarrassed of how bad they did um, in races that they, they didn't want their name associated with their own team. Um, so they fired everyone and the new coaching staff, their focus was we're not making big changes. We're just going to make a 1% improvement here and we're going to make a 1% improvement there and a 1% improvement there. And they went on within like a matter of like, I think like a year or two to win like all the big things, <laughs> all the big things. And it wasn't that they did something huge. They made like a little tweak on their bike here and then a little uniform adjustment here and a little eating thing here. And I remember thinking, I can do that. Like I can make a little, I can make a little tweak here. I can make a little tweak there. And honestly, for years, that's just been my philosophy. Just a little tweak here, a little tweak there, a little tweak here. Like, I'm just going to make that intro letter that my client gets just a little bit better. I'm going to do like, and this is so silly. Here I am yeah. a few years in. My recent thing was, um, I have lots of great reviews. I have the most amazing clients in the world. Um, but I was like, I need a way to get better reviews. And so just like probably a month and a half ago, and so dumb and so stupid, I should have done it like five years ago. But little tweak here, little tweak there. Um, I finally just put in my um, workflow for clients to send them an email that just says, hey, I know you're super busy, but if you have any time, here's the links. Would you just write me a review? And so I send that like a couple days after they've received their photos. Um, and like, I've probably just in like the last four weeks gotten like 15 more reviews. And I'm like, wow, really, really, it took me five minutes to set that little work blow up. And, but I finally was there mentally where I could do it because sometimes there's so many things that you just have to get there. And like, that's what I've had to stop, like stressing myself about all the things I need to get done, but just a little bit every day, just a little bit every day. Yes. So I feel like that's like been probably one of the most game changing things for me is just a little bit here, a little bit there. And whether that's like workflow, business, or whether that's um, like actually shooting, um, like how do I get better? How do I get better? And I feel like the pros, they're never done learning. We're never done learning. I can always yeah. get better at photography and like the actual art of taking a picture. Um, and I never want to be in a place where I'm complacent. Like, yeah, I know it all. I've learned it. We're good. Um, right. But I can always learn so much. And so my goal is even in that just a little bit, what do I, and, I mean, literally, um, I started finally using like an expo disc in the last two months and it's like totally changing things for me again. And I'm like, wish I'd done that five years ago, but Hey, I'm doing it now. <laughs> like, yeah. And it can be so overwhelming to like, look at a gigantic list of things to do. And it's like, I can't do all of this. But if you take it, like you said, one piece at a time where it's like, oh, now I'm going to start using the expo disc. Oh, now I'm going to start like asking my clients for reviews. You know, those little things that we know we should be doing. But I love that you just kept going, even though it wasn't perfect. And that is such a huge lesson that I hope people listening to this take away is like just doing it without being perfect. I think so many people are paralyzed yes. by the fact that like, their photos aren't perfect or their website isn't perfect or their social media isn't perfect or they don't have the perfect relationships with these midwives and doulas and all these different things. And it's like, nobody said everything has to be perfect before you put yourself out there. In fact, that's keeping you from being successful. Absolutely. So yeah, just absolutely. continue to keep going, understand you're always going to get better, 
and focus on that 1%, like Kate said, 1% better every time and you'll eventually get there. I mean, it's only been two and a half years since you joined that course, this course and had that mindset shift of like, okay, maybe I can do this. Maybe I can make this happen. And that was 1% better two and a half years later. And you guys, two and a half percent, or excuse me, two and a half years is going to go by whether or not you're making yourself 1% better. So might as well take it 1% at a time and be where you want to be in a year or two or three. I love that so much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I would love to know now today, or even the last like year or two, where are you finding your clients? Like what is working for you guys right now with marketing? Yeah. Um, I feel like there's a few really great things that are working for me. I used to do the whole like surfing the moms conversations on Facebook and, oh, it was exhausting. (laughs) Um, I'm like never on Facebook anymore, which, um, I actually was like really afraid to get off Facebook because I felt like if I got off Facebook, I would lose like touch with my clients. Um, and I've actually found that I'm just more mentally healthy now, not being on Facebook. Um, I still have my business page, um, but I don't do the mom surfing, um, the mom groups anymore. Um, my probably one of the biggest things that I was able to get on early. So the Albuquerque moms blog, it's like a nationwide, I'm sure you many moms have heard of it. They're in like lots of cities. That's like the city mom collective. Um, that for me has been huge. They were fairly new in my city when I started, um, which was really worked well for me. Um, cause I was one of the first photographers to kind of partner with them a lot. Um, so I, I mean, I've been partnering with them for years and years and years. Um, they do lots of fun events. They do a really fun motherhood events in the spring. That's, um, for expectant moms. They do a really fun one in the fall. And so for me, that's my target audience is moms, expectant moms. Um, and I find <clears throat> like all this virtual stuff of the past year has been a bummer. Um, but I find that when I'm in front of moms and I can come across as human and fun and sweet, which I hope that's, I mean, I feel like that's who I am authentically. Um, moms go, oh, you're not a stuffy photographer who's going to be like, oh my goodness, your kid is crying. Like what's going on? And I'm like, oh, don't worry about it. I have three kids. I understand. Um, and so that has been a huge marketing thing for me, um, is finding like the groups, um, that, that are my ideal target base, um, which is moms. Um, and I'm not sure what it's like in other cities, but in my city, at least the Albuquerque moms, um, group is huge and, um, really respected in our city. So that's been a huge, great marketing thing for me as well. Um, I honestly like probably my biggest marketing tool that I have is my email list though. Um, I, I think I have like 3000 or so on my list right now. Um, which is really funny. Cause again, I look back to like, somehow I had the presence of mind on like day one to like start like tracking that all. And like, I started in the spreadsheet, <laughs> but quickly I'll grew that. Um, but my email list is like the bomb.com. I love my email list. It is the like most fun thing because I don't even really put a ton in my email list. I try to keep it, or in my email marketing, I try to keep it pretty simple. I try to keep it just kind of straight to the point. Hey, this is what's going on. This is like, um, 
no, I haven't even like, I blog at least every week. Um, but I don't even add that stuff to my newsletter. I kind of just feel like I'm a mom. And as a mom, I want something short, simple to the point, what's going on this month. What minis do I want to catch? What's, um, like, so I can kind of look at it quick and be done. Um, so that has worked really well for me. I typically send out my email list and I'll get 50 emails back within three hours of, I want to do this. 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 Um, and so most of my minis, I used to advertise a lot on Facebook and Google um, and with the mom's blog. Um, now I send out my mailing list and most of the time my minis are booked within like, you know, 10 hours. Um, and I'm talking like 60 to 75 minis. So um, it's not like I'm, it's a lot of minis. Um, and then I'll put them on my Facebook and my social media. And people have learned quickly, you got to be in the mailing list. Otherwise you're not yeah. going to get a spot. Yeah. <laughs> so it's I kind of that. created, it's kind of, it's great though. And I'm like, to me, it's mine. Facebook and Instagram and Google, like, yes, I use them. Um, and I, like, I have a running ad on Google that I use, but honestly, it's my email and my email marketing that drives my business. And it's something that can't get taken away from me. Because that's what just drives me absolutely crazy about all those other platforms is, oh, they changed their analytics. And so now it's not reaching as many people or I didn't get as many likes. Or, and I used to obsess about that. Like, oh my gosh, I only got five likes in that photo. People aren't going to see it. And now I'm like, I don't even care. And to be honest, like I don't get huge amounts of likes. Like I probably po I mean, I post multiple times a day and I probably get, you know, maybe 10 likes on something, maybe a comment. Um. And that used to bother me and I don't care anymore. I'm like, whatever. It doesn't bother me like because that's not where that's not my driver. Um, and I feel like, you know, especially Facebook can be so finicky um, and so frustrating that to me, my email list, I'm like, that's my gold. That's my ace in my pocket. And um, I try to send out a letter every month. Um, sometimes I do it every month. Sometimes I miss a month. Um but typically if I miss a month, it's because I'm really busy. <laughs> um, and so then next month I'm like, oh, I should throw out a letter because, yeah, and then it, and then it's great. So yeah, that's what's really working for me. I think finding my niche, finding my people. Because I have been preaching that, I feel like for so long of like, yes. you guys are spending so much time on social media and I love social media. Don't get me wrong. Like I love so many things about social media. There's a lot of opportunity on social media. Um, but when it comes down to it, you don't own that following. You don't own those people and it could disappear or it could, like you said, the algorithm could change or like so much could be different and there's nothing you could do about it. All this time and effort that you've put into growing this will just disappear. And there really is something different about getting an email from someone versus seeing their post on social media. Like it's just a different kind of relationship. And so the fact that you have 3000 people who have like raised their hand and said, yes, I want to hear from Kate. And you know that you can utilize that resource that you own in your business is just smart business. Like people talk about how they don't like email lists all the time and they don't open emails. They don't like emails and whatever. And the truth is like, I, I just talked to Lydia, who's a coach inside marketing school now. And then I also um, have an appointment to talk with Ashley a little bit later this week to talk mm -hmm. about what's working well. So I just have like a pulse on what people are doing uh, from yeah. marketing, school, like what is working well in their business that we teach. 
And because we teach the seven step marketing system, there's basically like seven touch points where people can see you and hear you and know who you are before they decide to book you. And it's interesting to me that not everyone has the same like three or four or two or three of those steps that are work. Like it's all different for everybody. Some people it's the email list. Some people it's vendor networking. Some people it's social media. Like it's all um, can be different. And so it's just interesting to me that you're saying email lists when I've heard other people talk about how much they don't like their email list. So I think the, yeah, the moral of the story here is to really look into your analytics and really look into your business and really see like, where am I getting the most bang for my buck and your buck meaning the time you're spending? Because Kate, you could easily be looking at your social media and be like, oh my gosh, I've got to spend so much time on social media because it's not working. Like I have to do this. I have to do, maybe I need to take another course. I've got to keep learning because this isn't working. And you're like, no, I know that that's not where my people are. I know my people aren't in the Facebook groups. I know they're from my email list. So instead of fussing about social media, I'm going to like do the minimum I need to do over there just to exist. And I'm going to keep doing what's working, which is my email list. So I love that you said that. Yeah. Yeah. I think too, like something that I, like the whole seven point touch, like I try to be really active in my community and try to be, and not because I, it's not about business. It's because like the school my kids go to, I adore their school and I would give them money regardless of if they put my logo on anything. Uh, but they do happen to put my logo on things and that's amazing. So again, I'm marketing to people who have the same morals, the same values I do, their parents, their like all these things. Um, and so I'm like doing good, loving my kids school, but I'm also getting like great clients. And so like, I really try to, you know, even like with the mom's vlog, like I, I will sponsor events. I'll do things. And I'm like, and honestly, I've gotten to the point I used to go like, oh, if I sponsor this, I need to get at least this many bookings to cover that cost. And I kind of like stopped even worrying about that. So I'm like, I don't care. The only reason I'm doing this is just so that my name is a household name in Albuquerque. That's it. Because I want them yeah. to see me seven times. Yeah. And that's what gets them on yes. my email list. And that's what gets them there because they've seen me around and I've built trust because they love the school or they love the this event or they love, you know, I've, you know, friends who've done, you know, 5K runs and, you know, things like that where I'm like, that's what I want to be someone who loves our community and is part of it. And, um, and that's, that's honest. Like, that's not like me just saying, I'm just trying to market. <laughs> that's, that's who I am. Yeah. Yeah. And you are, but you can do it in a way that's like real and authentic. You know what I mean? Like, absolutely. I love that absolutely. so much. So can we talk about the moment whenever your husband left his job? Because we were talking about this a little bit before we started recording and I just remember what it was like for us. And I feel like sometimes because it was so long ago, I forget the nerves and everything associated with that. And that's something people always ask is like, okay, well, like, how do I know I'm ready to um, quit my job or to have my husband quit his job? Like, how do I know? And how, what does that look like? And all of that. And I always just tell people like, it just kind of happened for us. Like it just kind of fell in our laps and we went with it. Like we felt like that's what we were supposed to do. And so we did it and it felt scary. So can you talk about what that was like for you guys? Yeah, I feel the same way that it kind of was like, we've talked about, so we've been, we just celebrated 14 years of marriage. We've been together like 20 years, which is crazy. We were babies. (laughs) Um, And um, we've always said we wanted to work together. We've always kind of had that entrepreneurial, like, um, 
spirit, I guess. Um, and, um, so my husband was recently, um, laid off from his job. And like, I think the first feeling that you get is just go find another job. Like, go start applying, like (laughs) figure it out. We'll be like, we'll figure this out. Uh, and it actually happened to be our anniversary so that he got laid off on a Friday and then it was our anniversary weekend and we had planned a trip, um, just the two of us. So kind of a God thing that we could have this like time together. And every time I thought about him going to get another job, I just felt sick. Like I'm going to go get another job and it's going to be like this hard, like, can he get off for the, can he help me with drop off and pick up to school? Can I... Like, is he going to be able to go to the games? Is he going to be able to like support me? Like, is he going to be able, like, what is that going to look like? Um, you know, there's just, there's a lot of unknowns and we both kind of went, thankfully we were both on the same page and we both kind of went, you know what? I don't think this is the, this is the road for us anymore. And we have said for so many years, this is what we wanted to do. So I think it's time to jump. And my mom was really sweet. I talked to her. Um, and my mom and I are very close and I was chatting and she's like, Kate, can I be honest? I was like, yeah. <laughs> she's like, I think God just pushed you out of the nest. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? She's like, honestly, I think that you guys have wanted to do this forever. And I don't think you would have, the job he was at was like amazing. They treated him so well. They were flexible. We could go to his job. My kids, um, he worked for church. My kids went to preschool there. Like, it was like amazing. We would never have left. We would never have left. It was probably the best job he's ever had in his life. And um, she's like, you would never have left that. And I was like, no, you're right. We would never have left that. And she's like, I think God just booted you out of the nest and he's seeing if you're going to (laughs) fly. And if anyone knows me very well, they know that I'm going to fly. Dang it. we're going to do this. So I think that like, I think we're both just like, okay, let's do this. Um, there's a lot of like unknown and a lot of like, um, you know, here I'm laughing, like it's August 31st today and, um, tomorrow we don't have health insurance. So today we need to figure out what health insurance we're going on. Um, and I, you know, three weeks ago that was like giving me heartburn. And today I'm like, ah, oh, we'll figure it out. We got this. Um, but it's just, again, it's these 1%, like these just little steps. It's these baby steps of going, okay, like things are going well. Like if there was ever a year for things to go bad, it was last year. And last year, my company saw, I think it was a 260% growth. In a year wow. that in Albuquerque, so we've been one of the most shut down states in the country, like this entire 18 months. Um, and we're actually headed back down that road again right now, which is really sad. Um, but in a year that should not have been amazing, it was a year that God was like, see, see, I got you. And I feel like that was just this beautiful prep for this year of going, uh, okay. Like if we can make it through last year, we can make it through anything. Um, so it's definitely not without its fear. And I don't even know if I want to use the word fear, to be honest, because I don't think fear is maybe right, but uncertainty, um, is maybe a better word. And, um, like, I guess I, I'm trying to change my own. I'm not afraid. I'm just like, 
well, we're going to figure out how to like, we'll figure out the health insurance thing. <laughs> That's what we'll do this afternoon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, and, right. Oh, it's just unknown. It's just different. It's, it's, it's just figuring it out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I do, I have a husband who's, we have said for years that we love to work together and we love to spend time together. And we are that couple that can work really well together. Um, and so it's kind of like, I have my best friend at my side and let's go. And you know what, honestly, at the end of the day, I don't think this is going to happen, but if we get six months down the line and we go, this is really tough. And I'm not sure if this is working for us, then he'll get a job. Like, right. Oh, well, we tried it. You can always um, get a job. Yeah. Yeah. You can always get a job. And that's kind of like, okay, cool. Yeah. But I don't think we're going to need to, because I just think that, I don't know. I just have a lot of confidence. Yeah. I don't think you're well either. <laughs> Even though it's crazy. Um, <laughs> such a cool story. And so I think inspiring for people to know, you know, I don't know if it's helpful, honestly, or not helpful that both of us have a similar story of just sort of like God threw it in our laps um, yeah. and we yeah. accepted it. But I do think that, you know, if you're considering leaving your job or retiring a spouse, being open to things and signs around you that might seem scary. And it, like, maybe there's not always this perfect, well laid out, like, oh, we had this much money in savings and we had this many clients. I mean, like, of course you want it to make sense. You don't want to be like, I just started my business. I'm going to quit my job. But when you look around and you start to see these things are adding up and they're, you know, it, it feels scary, but I think it's like Dave Ramsey that says something about getting the boat close enough to the dock that you can jump off. Like you still have to jump. Yes. You're not going to jump in the jump. middle of the ocean. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you're going to be kind of close and it's always going to be a jump. And so just looking around for opportunities and signs that maybe it's time. That's exactly what I was just going to say. I think it's kind of like having kids or at least having kids for me. Like I was never going to be ready. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, do we have enough money and savings? Do you, does anyone really ready to be a parent now? Like, I don't care if you've dreamed about having babies your whole life. I don't think anyone's really ready. <laughs> like, yeah. and I don't, I don't know if there's, I think like, I love that analogy of the boat because I don't think that we might be getting close, but like, I would like, and my husband has been saying for probably literally the last months, I think we just need a little more in savings. I think we need just a little bit more and like, not, never mind. <laughs> like we're doing it. Um, yeah. And I, yeah. And there's always going to be that fear. There's always going to be that like, oh crap, like we're doing this. Um, but I think you can rest well knowing that that's kind of where everyone starts. Like, yeah, in good company. Yeah. And nothing is as secure as you think it is. Like, I think that we were so like idolizing his paycheck of like, well, we have to have that. We have to have that. We have to have that. And then eventually it just got to this point. I was like, what if we didn't have that? What, what, you know, cause my money for forever, I was making a lot of money, but it was still our fun money and our play money. And it just wasn't ever like the, the, the mindset shift of switching to like, Oh, this would be what pays our mortgage. This would be what pays like everything. <laughs> it's a little bit terrifying, but I don't think it ever won't be terrifying. I don't think it would ever be like, oh, yes. okay, no problem. So it's just really figuring out like when you're ready to make that jump. Okay, so good. Absolutely. Final question for you, Absolutely. Kate, um, because this is the longest episode ever because I think you and I could talk for forever. 
Um, is there anything else that you want to share with listeners who might be like 2017, 2018 Kate, where like they know that they want to go big and they've got some bookings, but they're not sure like what should they focus on? What should they do? What would be your advice to them? Yeah, I think kind of just back to the 1% thing. Find find those things that you can hone in and get really good at. Find, um, I remember in the early days, and I, I really honestly still do this, but I'll leave a session and I'll go, oh, I wish I'd done that differently. Or I'll be editing a photo and go, mm, I almost had the angle I wanted, but I need to just change my camera just this much next time. Um, I even just yesterday in a newborn session, I was like, I could get some different, better angles because I just was kind of in my rut of this is what I do with my newborn sessions. Uh, and for me, like when I'm editing after a session, I would kind of intentionally say, what, what's like the one thing I could just improve from that session? And then just try to keep that in mind the next session. And what is the one thing like I can do, um, you know, whether it's just automating invoices or on what's like the one thing, like how can I utilize my time the best so that I can do what it, the parts that I love? And so for me, that means a lot of automation. That means a lot of templates. That means a lot of things that like on the outside are really overwhelming. But if I just write one template a week, mm-hmm. like by the end of the year, that's 52 templates of, oh, wow. And then I get a lead. And instead of having to come up with all this new verbiage, I just say here, and then I'll personalize it because I never want people to feel like they're just a number. Um, but you know, it takes me 30 seconds to respond to a lead now versus it would have taken me probably 10 minutes, three, four years ago. Um, Mm -hmm. so I just think start small and find just those little 1% improvements. Um, and know that those 1% improvements might not feel like a lot today, but if I do a 1% improvement every day, that's a 365% improvement in a year. That's mammoth. That's more improvement than most people do in a lifetime. Yeah. I love that. Such good advice. Such good advice. Uh, Thank you so much for this conversation. I think it's going to be super inspiring and helpful to everyone that hears it. Super appreciate you, Kate. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Really an honor to be on. It's so fun. I hope that you were scrambling to write notes during that episode with Kate. I am just so incredibly proud of her success and just in awe of everything that she's been able to accomplish. This is one of those episodes that you're going to want to listen back to multiple times, take notes. And again, if you are ready to take the next step in your photography business, join us for the baby and birth photographers marketing system training for free, get birth photography clients, And remember, my friend, if you have a passion, it is not an accident. Not everyone loves the thing that you love. So whatever your passion is, I hope that you get out there and make it happen. Have a great week.